This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Now let's turn our attention to the, the, the highly contested and vexed issue of language, as I said, highly contested issue in South Africa. And that's a place of languages as well um, within South African society. Well, uh, my next guest says that it's shocking to realize that English and Afrikaans uh, as privileged languages benefit under the democratic dispensation more than they did under apartheid apartheid regime. African languages, on the other hand, it contains are merely fronting, occupying official positions without power. And uh, Professor David uh, Wamashamela, uh, who has, has recently taken up the role of chairperson of the Pan African or the Pan South African Language Board, um, wrote this uh, in a article that was uh, published in the City Press, um, in which he asks the question: Beyond the inclusion and the officialization of the nine languages, what other tangible milestones can we claim towards the realization of the language question? Let's speak to Associate Professor of the uh, of languages at the Northwest University School of Languages, Professor David Wa Maslamela. Good morning and thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, TT, and good morning to the listeners. And thank you so much for your time. So let's start uh, firstly with the, um, you know, the as you describe it, English and Afrikaans as privileged languages. How they continue, how it is that you meant that you say they benefit more under the current dispensation than they did under apartheid. Okay, um, this this issue is much broader, but I will try as you requested to summarize it. Mm, thank you. Um, the truth is that uh, nothing was done to disrupt or overhaul the landscape as it was from um, the previous eras, um, that is your colonial or the apartheid eras. So we embraced the whole mechanism as it was, and we continue to water the same seed of domination as it was done before. But this time around, because um, the government, which is um, the black-led government, is continuing with the system as it is, there is an additional revenue that this languages are getting from mm. your um, pro-white agenda foundation. So it becomes even, um, the gap becomes even mm. worse than ever before. Is it not the case that, I mean, it's one of those difficult ones because I wonder, because the un, the, un, the advantage that English and Afrikaans um, enjoy um, is a consequence of the prominence and, uh, you know, the status that they were given under apartheid and that uh, it is always going to be a difficult task to try and, if you like, describe it as get uh, our African languages to catch up with, Af- with the status enjoyed by English and Afrikaans. Absolutely. But um, important to contextualize that is that um the 1994 regime had the responsibility to ensure that there is equity before equality. That is to level the ground. And I think most of the uh, pieces of legislatures that um, are language-based are attempting to do that. Mm. 
The question is, um, is the infrastructure, is the core backbone really conducive to achieve that? And mm-hmm. the answer and the um, discovery of the study is that it is not because mm-hmm. the, 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 the same system we continue to nourish is doing the opposite of what we aim to 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 achieve and and that's mm. um the the a view that 1994 did not really kill mm. uh apartheid but it domesticated it and that is why we continue to have um all these uh, disparities and mm. inequalities mm. uh in this uh, 30 years that we um are in the new dispensation what role then does the body that you will now be chairing, what is the role that they're supposed to be playing? Because uh, you don't spare them in terms of, you know, for criticism in the article that you wrote in the City Press there. What role then should the Pan-South African Language Board uh, be playing in trying to rectify this uh, situation? Um, just a small correction. I've chaired this board um, uh in, nine, in 2019, so oh, beg your pardon. Yes. Um, I'm no longer with it. But mm. um, the poor, the poor um, Pensalp really is is just a drop in this ocean. Mm. This is a linguistic issue that affects every citizen, and the responsibility to change it lies in every um, um, sector, mm. every human being um my point is right now the fact that you and i um who speak probably the same language the fact that we have to communicate in another language mm. Uh, mm. is more than pensout there is no role that pensout can play here and that is uh, what the article is saying that the fact that the very same pensout which is meant to um, uh, deal with or to redress the um, hegemony of English. Mm. The fact that it is named in English, yeah. I mean, it's ironic <laughs> enough and it tells you of how deep the yeah. problem is. So my issue is, yes, Pensal plays a major role mm. in driving this and it should not be spared also for uh, whether it does its work or not. Mm. And I think I'm the wrong person to be um, uh, dipping into that conversation. But uh, the major issue is not to lie to ourselves and think Pensalp alone will do it. The constitution Mm. that is supposed to guide Pensalp has its own faults where it it says the government must do this and this, and it then comes back and says mm. we're mm. applicable, we're financially viable. So when you are pensal, you really become a, a toothless uh, dog because anyone who does not comply can easily say uh, it's not viable or yeah. it's not mm. financially viable. So the issue is bigger. It uh, involves... Um, the political or the the um, uh, governing class, and unfortunately, yeah, yeah. people are not ready to face the reality of yeah. this crisis because Professor, it is yeah. a crisis. 
Professor, thank you so much for coming on. I actually wanted to, unfortunately, our time is up. I wanted you to take you up as well on, or at least to, I wanted you to elaborate further on what you were saying, the point that you made to say, less if anything is said about the blunder of the youth of 76, instead of fighting for mother tongue education, they replaced one linguistic master with the other. But unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it. I thought that was a very interesting point that you made. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm always there. We can elaborate further next time. Much appreciated. Thank you, thank you so much, Professor David He's Associate Professor at the Northwest University School of Languages. And just uh, uh, to point out that correction that you highlighted, the former uh, chair of the South African uh, Pen Lang- the Pen South African Language Board, or PENSOB, yes, yes, he abbreviated it. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.